Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Liberate Yourself podcast, where we discuss cultivating personal sovereignty in these here transitional times. I'm your host, Trista Dedman, an astrologer, mystic, and creative coming to you from the gorgeous Pacific Northwest. If you're new here, I want to extend a warm welcome and invite you into this fold. You can expect my guests and I to share our stories as we journey through this wild ride of life through consciousness expansion, metaphysics, mystical practices, the occult, astrology, and many other esoteric modalities. Here we are. We find ourselves here on the other side of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. We're still alive, still standing, and you may be on board with me in that we are actually thriving in ways that are not quite discernible yet. The heavy implosion in Capricorn energy at the beginning of 2020 has felt like it broke our lives into pieces and parts, and now it's our role to reconfigure them in a way that serves ourselves and the greater good. So thank you for coming along on this journey with me. It is such an honor to hold space for both my guests and for you as you process through the transitions and transformations going on in your life. To ongoing listeners, it has been a while, and I need to apologize for the delay in getting this transmission out to you. Chelsea and I recorded this conversation back in October of 2019. I've been working through many levels of my own transformation, as I'm sure you can relate, and the podcast editing just did not find the time in my schedule. I I definitely still feel the call to continue creating this project, as I know and I've heard from many of you that it is uplifting, inspiring, and a great companion on your own path of unfolding. I just finally decided that I'm not putting any undue pressure on myself and will let them flow as they will, probably releasing a new transmission once or twice a month, so definitely stay tuned. Uh, You can for sure stay up to date by subscribing in your favorite podcast app and by getting on my mailing list at tristadedman.com. This transmission is one that is really special. So if you're new, this is a great place to have an introduction to the kinds of themes that we talk about here. Chelsea Chung is a multidimensional marketing mentor and Ascension coach. She is a real powerhouse of curiosity and expansive energy that I feel we need more of in the world if we are going to progress society along a benevolent trajectory. After our conversation, I actually inquired with Chelsea about working together And the rest is current history. She has been an absolute huge catalyst for my own evolution as an entrepreneur and creator in the past few months, and I can't recommend her enough as a business mentor and space holder for your own personal and professional growth in this paradigm. In our conversation, we share both of our journeys of awakening and finding ourselves in the places we are now as wayshower entrepreneurs, the power of doing personal alchemical work to serve with your light in its fullest expression, and our future visions for the collective that includes open source energy exchange and the partnership we are developing with technology as a tool for understanding consciousness. 
I sincerely hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Chelsea and feel free to reach out to her after the show with the links in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Today I am very good. (laughs) So to answer that question, I am great. Um, To be honest, like last week and even a little bit the week before, I went into this like major contraction shadow period, which was actually perfect. I know you had spoken into kind of going through a, a similar energy and um yeah it was it was great that we actually rescheduled this because last week like I just I didn't have the energy to do anything I was just really I was feeling really contracted I was feeling triggered um and it it didn't honestly it didn't feel like mine it felt bigger yeah very yeah it's like super collective in a way I mean I don't want to bypass the pieces that were actually mine because yeah. I know that those were there too, but it's um, one yeah. and the same though, right? <laughs> I yeah. totally, I totally felt the same thing. Like I didn't even, and I love that I could just email you and be like, I know you understand, but yeah. <laughs> I am like somewhere that is not totally like present and conscious in the outside world right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I will be. <laughs> yeah, Totally. So it's good to know it's not, it's it's just great to have that confirmation that it's not just us whenever waves of that kind of energy are rolling through and continue to roll through because yeah, definitely been feeling the same. Yeah, because we're in early October 2019, about to go into, um, we're kind of finishing up Libra season, um, but segueing into Scorpio season. Um, and looking for looking to an upcoming Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. So I think that part of me feels like this has been uh, sort of a preliminary getting us ready for the the depths of of that kind of work. Absolutely. It's really beautiful. It's like this beautiful gateway to it that is yeah. so important. It's yeah. really so, so important. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of themes and a lot of talk around integrating the the really deep shadow aspects collectively and individually because yeah I feel like it is it's just one and the same there's there's no separation when it comes to to that kind of work absolutely I'm so (laughs) excited for that I am I am just really like gearing up and ready to dive deep (laughs) yeah and I you know I just I truly believe that there is so much gold that lives there and I'm, I'm ready for it. I mean, I've been, I think I've been preparing for many years to actually get to a place where I am finally like prepared for it, know that it's coming, can feel myself on the precipice. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting my gear together, right? I'm like, yeah. like packing my camping, my camp bag to like go dive into the underworld. And like, I am, I'm just ready for it. Exactly. Me too. I I have similar feelings too, because it's this, almost like this feeling of, oh, this is what we've been preparing for, for the last two, three, five, however many years. And I think that when we were in the thick of it, those of us that are a bit more like on the leading edge of whatever you want to call it, ascension or evolution, we've been kind of put through these trials and and been awakening in our own ways i feel so that we can be more prepared for this time and and also for others that are just beginning i'm starting to see this whole new wave of of everyone like the general population starting to wake up and and realize yes see through the matrix etc totally. um, 
see through the Maya as it were. Yeah. But let's talk about, let's start with what was your, let's talk about both of our journeys actually. Yeah, I would love that. What was yours like most recently? Like I know our entire lives are the journey, but when did you start to really wake up to your, your full power and what your, you know, start on this most recent path of what your purpose is at this time? Sure. So um, it's, I'll go a little bit further back than recent, but it really is kind of the, the, the string of the journey really yeah. beginning in 2012, which I think is so perfect because we all know 2012 was a big year in a lot of ways. And for me, it started, it started with my body. It started physically because up until that point, I had always had a lot of health issues. I had always been someone who just believed like I have a weak immune system. Um, That's kind of what I told other people. That's what I told myself. And in my early 20s, I was going through this process of going to all of these different doctors. I was going to um, an allergist for my allergies and a dermatologist for my acne and a therapist for my depression and anxiety. And I was, from each of these different doctors, I was getting prescribed different medications. And I just came to this realization of like, okay, one, there has to be some underlying thing happening here that is connecting all of this, right? Like I have one body yeah, and it's not like just manifesting in these separate areas. Like there's, <laughs> there's something deeper going on. And so that was kind of my first, my first insight into like wholeness and oneness. Like, okay, there it's, everything is connected here. And at the same time, I was really deep, heavy into my party years, <laughs> which, which I love talking about. I mean, I look back on those years of my life, which is such gratitude and, and love because I was having so much fun. I mean, I was really living life in a big way and I was going to a lot of music festivals and raves and dance parties and nightclubs and flying to Las Vegas every few weeks. And um, it was really heart opening and mind expanding because I was also, I was also experimenting with, with different drugs or I know last time we connected, we, we actually prefer the word plant medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Or different medicines. Not all of them were beautiful medicines. Some of them were very toxic too. And so it, you know, there was, there was a lot of beauty, but there was a lot of toxicity with that as well. Um, and so no, no wonder that my body was also having a hard time keeping up. But so I was coming to this realization of like oneness with my body. I was having super big mind and heart opening experiences um, and spiritual experiences that I couldn't really explain. And I was also recognizing that the way that I was showing up in the world was impacting those around me and my own life. So if I was showing up positively and with enthusiasm and just living unapologetically and in my truth, people were just responding so beautifully to that. And you know, they, they started to pick up on that energy and act that way too. And so it was really this perfect storm of a mind-body-soul awakening happening at the same time. Because you were also working um, in the corporate world, correct? Correct. Yes. So that was like this this really beautiful kind of contrast in lifestyle or dual lifestyle almost, huh? Absolutely. And I, um, in some ways, that's just always been part of my path and story. It's like, I feel like I've, I've lived duality very well. 
Um, I'm actually a, a Libra rising. This is like just coming to me now. I'm a Libra rising. So maybe part of my yeah. purpose, you know, in this lifetime is to learn that balance and that harmony. I was actually going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're both Libra rising. So um, I feel like, you know, people on the surface, people think, oh, that means balance and beauty and harmony. Well, how do you get those? How do you yeah. know where the middle point is, is you have to live both extremes, oh, like the absolutely. good and the bad, the dark and the light, like constantly and figure out where that equilibrium is. So that, totally. yeah, totally, yes. that's, that's our life. <laughs> yeah, my life has been one of extremes for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so coming, you know, out of a couple of years after this, so probably, I think it was 20, 2014, I was really having this longing for some sort of spiritual container. I had grown up Catholic and Catholicism, Christianity, it just, it honestly, it never really resonated with me. I remember being a child and going to church and just, just not, not caring. I mean, not really understanding what the words that were coming through, just not really feeling energetically connected to it. But all throughout my life, I, I really believe that I was a spiritual being. Yeah. But I, ha I had no way of expressing it or connecting with it. Same here. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially, you know, living in a, a, a Catholic family household. I mean, I, we, my, my parents weren't like super strict to it by any means, but there just was a general sense of, you know, this is, this is the way, this is the path. And to look outside of that path isn't Christian. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in my mid-20s, especially after having these awakening experiences, I, I needed some way to make sense of it. And perfectly enough, a friend of mine had stumbled across this, this woman's website who was offering something called the priestess process. And... Uh, she sent it to me and I read the website, read the words. I had no idea what they said or like what, you know, what any of it meant. I just knew that they they were totally activational and that like, that is what I wanted and needed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm sure we'll probably get into this later. I won't go into too much detail about the priestess process, but it changed my life. It was a completely transformative container for me where for the first time I was being asked to define my own connection to the divine within and without and to express however I intended to commune with that divine and to learn the power of ceremony and ritual and sacred intent. And I loved that process so much that I actually ended up doing a second year, a high priestess process, which was much more cosmic in nature. Um, I mean, once you kind of had the, the footing, the grounding of the priestess process, um, the second year, the high priestess process was really just going beyond yourself and thinking of, of the cosmic one on that mm -hmm. galactic level. And, and that honestly was, was so resonant with me just because I have always known that I am this galactic star being of yeah. sorts. I have, I believe that most of my lifetimes were actually incarnations on other, you know, within other systems and that I'm, I'm not actually a, a veteran earthling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of us are, are like that or have felt that all of our lives. Like, what are we doing here? What are these surroundings? What are these rules? <laughs> these supposed totally. rules don't make any sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a dense, it's a dense reality that we live in here. 
Um, but so after the high priestess process, I, I apprenticed a first year priestess process circle. And so through that, um, I did become a certified priestess process facilitator, which I haven't officially held my own priestess process yet, but I'm actually going to be co-creating that with priestess sister of mine mm -hmm. this, um, this winter. So I'm super excited about that. But that was really just my foray into, into leadership and into like living my truth and power. I was going to ask, what do you feel, um, how do you feel that role and, and the, the practices of, of priestesshood, how do you feel that holds space for others or how can, how do you feel that can be incorporated into what we're going through now, the transition and, and into a new society and way of being? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you, you touched on probably my favorite piece of it, which is holding space. Yeah. It is just massively powerful to hold space for others, to hold space for the collective, to hold space just for everything and all that is in its fullest expression. I, before finding the priestess process, I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what it was like to have space held for me, uh, let alone hold it for others. And so I think the first piece of that was to understand the power of having space for me, having space held for me. And the priestess process was just so perfect for that because it was such a beautiful container. And um, we learned how to, how to allow people to just speak fully into their, into their story and their experience without the need to chime in or project onto it or or for it to elicit name a reaction, it. to name it, exactly. Yeah. It was just like, just let it be. It is, it is what it is. And there was so much transmutation that occurred in just having that space to speak into it and to fully feel into it and embody it. Embody it. And it, it truly was an alchemical process where, whereby having that space you were able to take those experiences and those emotions and, and everything and just let it be to express it and then to integrate it into a deeper way. So, yeah. I would even say it's um, from, from what I'm hearing to reflect back to you, it sounds almost like an education in knowing oneself or connecting with someone's true authentic being. Yes, absolutely. Because we don't get taught that. That's why right. that comes up. It's like we don't we don't really most of us don't have that container or that uh, people on the outside telling us or nurturing that that part of us. That's like, how do you feel about this? Or how do you? Right. Uh, what do you think? What are what are you going through? What's your experience like? What do you think about that? Totally. If people would have asked me that oh my God, like, what? yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's what we're shifting towards. It, I mean, that's the whole, the whole crux of, of my work, I feel, is that, you know, by holding that space for others and holding that space for ourselves, I love that you touched on that because I feel like most of our journeys right now is really about just allowing ourself to, our true self to arise and all, thereby, like, it's not this solitary thing, right? Yeah. If everyone is doing that or focused on that, then we come together more easily. Totally. Do you agree? I, yeah. I mean, I, I am just such a proponent of, of doing 
the work, the inner work, right? And taking responsibility over yourself and, and just this whole concept of sovereignty. And I mean, it really does begin with us as individuals, but it's the only way that we are going to impact and grow together and impact the collective. And I like to, um, a caveat I've been putting on it is that it's not a resistant act. It's not necessarily like, it doesn't need to be in the spirit of rebellion or resistance. And this is like me telling myself that because I've been <laughs> such a rebel about it forever. Like anti this, anti that, anti-establishment, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. what, I'm, what I'm really starting to get and, and learn is that it's all in love, right? It's all, all in love. Yeah, it always comes back to love. Like it does. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. I mean, I, that's actually I that's one of my like truths that I hold on to is that love is the answer. And I don't even fully understand what that means, but like I just like love is the answer. That's, yeah. That's it. <laughs> it always is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you describe a little bit, you know, cuz we people like us that do the inner work, we we talk about it maybe even a bit a bit veiled or or mysteriously sure for for someone out there that maybe is is probably already doing the inner work or is is curious about turning inward more what did can you explain maybe some things in the priestess process or even that you've come along uh come to understand intuitively what would you say that part of that inner work is yeah, so I, that. I think, and I'll maybe weave in some ways that yeah. you can get to doing the inner work and how it's helpful because the inner work, if I were just to define it, is understanding and coming into wholeness with everything that you are, the light, the dark, your, your bigness, your smallness, the microcosm of the macrocosm. I mean, it, it, is, it is just... Come, becoming aware and integrating the totality of who you are. And okay, that's even kind of mysterious, right? But very oh, well, so. no, very well put. And you know, probably the reason, just to interject, uh, probably the reason it's so mysterious, and what I've found, yes, everything comes to, back to love, but when it comes to inner work, I have found that really everything comes down to alchemical process. Yeah. Almost everything comes back to transmutation of the dark into the light and the vertical axis. D yeah. Do you agree? Because it's like no matter what you, if you look at the, you know, the elements, yeah. everything that is elemental really comes down to the alchemical process. Totally. I, I do agree, but I'm going to, I'm going to put a yes. caveat on that. But first I'll, I'll tell you why why I agree because I do, I, I do truly believe in conscious ascension and just ascension as a being mm -hmm. and embodying our fullness and, and stepping into um, the truth of who we are, our higher self. And the reason I'm putting a caveat onto this is because I'm really doing a lot of deep thinking lately about this idea of always moving up. And yeah. it, it, is it really is it really just ascension? You know, is it really moving more fully into the light? Because what I'm starting to question is like, there is such deep power in dark. Oh yeah. And you know, it's, and to go down and go below is magical and powerful too. And so I am, um, I am 
pro-light. I am team light. I actually sometimes like describe this to other, other people where like, I do think that another, another cosmic truth is, du is duality and whether that's light and dark, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you know, God, devil or wh whatever, yeah. you know, just the duality is that you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that one is positive, one is negative. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, like the, the darkness holds space for the light. Um, so, but I do say in general, like I am, I'm on team light <laughs> because I, I just, I really do. I really do love the light, but I, I do need to honor and understand that your capacity to hold light is equal to your capacity to hold darkness as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, that being said, I feel like that is what, going back to how you explained inner work, that's exactly what we're doing, I yes, feel. Because exactly. if, we, if we run along on autopilot, according to you know, the, the common narrative, then the common narrative tells us don't look at the dark, don't look at the things that are uncomfortable or that we right. don't like about ourselves. And that's when we end up putting it in the shadows or casting it off. And then it comes out sideways in all kinds of strange ways. Exactly. So yeah, is that what, would you agree that that is precisely what inner work is, is taking all of, and this is very Libra of us, right? Taking yeah. all of that into account yeah. for to become integrated and whole and to operate from that place in life. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. I mean, that's, that's how I, how I see it. And I believe in that process. And I, I love that you also spoke to it as an alchemical process. I really do see it as an alchemical process into embodying our divine God self. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is another belief of mine is that we are source like we are god we are not separate from all that is and we are divine beings and so part of this process is to alchemize our our full experience into embodying that wholeness which is a divine a divine wholeness i mean it is that that totality that one and yeah, I get, I get fired up about that because I'm just like, we are all, we are gods. We are gods and goddesses. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so what would some, like a very simple process, what would like a very simple process to get started with that? Like going back to old memories of traumatic memories and, you know, in meditation and possibly just facing them looking at them, feeling the feelings so that they don't get buried anymore. That's okay. I'm answering my own yeah. question. That's what yeah. I would say, but how, from a priestess perspective, how would you, you know, got maybe guide someone or have someone do that work on their own to get started? Yeah. So what you were touching on, I would kind of classify generally as shadow work. And so that is a piece of it. I think that that shadow work of being, being able to dive into the subconscious and to, shine the light on those pieces and and that's difficult right it's not easy to access our subconscious mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's it's in our subconscious we're not consciously aware of it but i do think awareness is key so even practices that help you deepen your awareness like meditation i think is so beautiful for that because i think it's such a powerful place to learn to be the observer of your life and so when you can walk through the world and have these different experiences, it's not that you're trying to 
like get out of your experiences or reactions. You're, you're trying to become aware of them so that you understand like, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? Why am I reacting this way? Why is this triggering me? And then you need to go back and sit with that and explore that more deeply, right? Like if someone is, you know, yells at you on the street and it really just triggers you, you know, you have to go back and be like, okay, what is it about someone else yelling at me that makes me uncomfortable? You know, mm -hmm. was I yelled at as a child? You know, what feelings does it bring up for me? Does it make me feel like I'm not doing something right? Is it making me feel unworthy? And all of a sudden you have this whole, this whole area to explore around unworthiness or anger. And mm -hmm. it just, and it's, it's so deep. <laughs> Yeah. It's beyond yeah. words. <laughs> it's beyond words. Yeah. And that's, and that is why to kind of bring this, you know, back to the space holding, that's mm -hmm. why it's so important to not only be able to, to hold space for yourself, but to have other people hold space for you to, to journey within and look at all that because it's too easy to just like run away from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to bring up, cause it, you know, it, it will bring up the triggers again. It'll bring up those emotions. And, you know, that's not comfortable to sit with. So, mm -hmm. so that's, I think, one, one way of, of doing that inner work is that shadow work. Another, another thing that we did early on in the priestess process that was really helpful for me was just looking at and understanding different archetypes. So understanding um, gods and goddesses and learning about um, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey or looking at Carl Jung and his, and his model of archetypes. Because in order to come into wholeness, like we need to understand the pieces as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. And so to have um, a model or a construct where we can start to dive into individual pieces and then be able to weave them together and claim them. I mean, mm -hmm. I, yeah. So I think it's, it's, a path to wholeness is understanding the parts. <laughs> yeah. And to understand, because that's how I learned uh, tarot as well. That's how a lot of um, occultists approach tarot is that all of the, all of those archetypes reside within all of us at any given time. Like, and to know that they are all part of us, part of our subconscious and the collective unconscious. Totally. You know, and it does, it gives perspective and context for our lives where it's like, oh, I'm going through this theme right now. I am experiencing this right now. It doesn't mean it's forever. And it doesn't mean anything is, you know, detrimental or, or what have you. It's just, this is the experience right now. So you're going right. through this hall or the, you know, this yes. way of this part of life that many before you have gone through. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that's really lovely. Archetypes are so important to really comprehend and understand oneself deeply beyond words. That's their whole point, right? Totally. Um, same with the zodiac, same with astrology. That's exactly. why I love astrology. Yeah, it's an archetypal yeah. language, you know? Right. Yeah. And we do our best to explain it in words, <laughs> poetically interpret it in my case. Um, well, and language as a whole is archetypal. I mean, yeah. language is really just a bunch of symbols. Yep. And I know you've spoken into this in other podcasts, but I mean, language, like words are just things that we've made up to try to convey and communicate meaning with one another. And we've come a long way and there's a lot that we can express in our words, but you know, reality and beyond reality is so much deeper 
than what is able to be expressed in these word symbols that we've come mm -hmm. up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and symbols and archetypes are, I feel, timeless. Yeah. I mean, it's been a language has changed, or, yeah. you know, our kind of speaking language has changed, but archetypes are universal yeah. and limitless and timeless. And yeah, in that regard. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, how, let's, let's talk, how did, um, how did your work with the priestess process, how are you integrating that into the work that you do now? And do you want to talk a little bit about what you're currently offering for entrepreneurs? Yeah. <laughs> so, First of all, I mean, it really, the, the priestess process and the, the tools and just the way of being that I learned there has really just become part of my life. <laughs> I mean, it's really just the way that I, that I walk in the world um, and that I experience life. And so for me, the work that I'm bringing through is how do I, how do I create work or bring, you know, bring services and offerings to the world that are, are in alignment with the truth that I'm already expressing just by being who I am out in the world. And so I'm just trying to bring all aspects of my life into greater alignment with, with who I am, who I'm becoming, because I have gone on such a transformational journey. So where I am right now with my work is one is being that space holder. I mean, I, that is just one of my favorite parts of the work is holding space for the experience of others. And in that, what my goal is, is to support that conscious ascension of individuals and the collection or the collective, um, because I do believe, you know, the inner, the inner creates the outer. And as we change ourselves, we change the world. So we as individuals have massive and powerful impact on the world. And so I, I want to start on that individual level of doing, of doing that work. Another aspect of that that I've woven into my, to my work and my services is that because I am in the process of stepping into my own leadership with this, I want to help and support others who are wanting to do the same, who are wanting to who, to bring their life into greater alignment with their purpose and their gifts and to bring those out into the world. Because I, I also believe that the world is in need of our gifts and that each one of us has magic <laughs> to offer mm -hmm. the world. And so I want to help others step into that capacity and offer, offer their gifts and medicine to the world. And the way that I'm doing that is, is through alchemical business coaching and, and I actually call it multidimensional marketing because mm -hmm. um, by trade, having worked in the, the corporate world for over a decade, I am a marketer by trade. I have a lot of feelings about marketing, right? There's a lot of light and a lot of shadow. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I love marketing to begin with is because it's about storytelling. It really at its core should be about authenticity and, and, and not manipulation, right? <laughs> not manipulation. Exactly. Mm. It should be about defining a vibration, a frequency, an essence, and then sharing that essence, you know, with others who are in need of that frequency or vibration. Mm -hmm. So I have kind of two, two prongs to my business. One is this, that general space holding and transformation. And I mentioned that I will be actually facilitating a priestess circle this coming winter. And then on the other hand of that, I have that more kind of business mentorship 
where I help others who are ready to step into leadership and share, share their gifts with the world. And, and those intertwine really beautifully too, because to step into a leadership role where you are sharing your gifts with the world, like you, you better be doing the inner work um, to get clear on who you are and what your gifts are, how they're supposed to serve the world and you know remove those really common barriers and blockages that hold us back from stepping into our fullest light expression exactly oh i love all of that as you know we're (laughs) we're both like super passionate about new entrepreneurship and yeah i've always really felt like it it shouldn't be because i feel like you know we've been in this kind of bridge time of breaking out of having to be employed in, in a certain way for the most part in order to live or exist. And we, we kind of broke out, there was like freelancing and then like online entrepreneurship and et cetera, et cetera. And that's where we find ourselves now. But yeah, there's this whole other level of it that I love that is spiritual in nature or energetic in nature, like really I think we got to a point, that's what happened to me anyway, my personal journey with it is I got to a point where I was not being authentic because I, I wasn't, it it wasn't at this point where I really felt safe to be the weird mystical person that I am and really bring in those natural abilities that incorporates my intuition, that incorporates my gifts And I think that so many people are there like right now, you know, it's like right on that precipice where in order to be, in order to really create a society that is based on us being our most natural selves and contributing in in our most natural ways, we have to start incorporating that, that part of us and not carry on this tradition of you know, putting us, putting that aside for a job or for a career, like Absolutely. work life, work life and home life are not separate. It, it really can't right. be. There is no separation. No, there is no separation. Well, Trista, I think that's actually a perfect, perfect time to circle back. Cause at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about each sharing our own story. So I would love to give you the opportunity to speak into, you know, your journey with that and, and kind of how you have come to the place that you are now, right? Because as someone right now who is still, you know, one foot in the corporate world, part of my, part of my experience, my eventual medicine that I'll offer is like, how do we go through that transition? Right. So I'd love to hear a little bit from you about what that transition was like. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know that mine will be very similar because I have a thread of, like I said, a rebellious thread. And I just wrote about this yesterday too, of eschewing the established way of going through things. Like I've never worked in an office. I've never worked for a corporation. I've never even worked for a big company. I've always worked for individuals and been creative in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a hairstylist for a very long time. I got a fashion design degree in my twenties, thought that I wanted to, you know, work in high end aesthetics basically and design. Mm -hmm. And what I started to realize, I just got to this point, I was so miserable just like working for someone else that expected something very specific 
from me that was so not me and then not getting the time for myself, it made me a very angry person. <laughs> it made yeah. me like very miserable and very angry and just frustrated. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, then that came, what came along was learning about, oh, you can be like a digital nomad. You can be like a remote worker or whatever. So I knew that I wanted to learn something that was more remote, but still my, my natural gifts, which was sort of technical design. Like I loved designing things for a practical reason. Mm -hmm. So I learned web design basically, and just kind of got into uh, web design and development through another job and just kind of found myself in the same place. Like I'm, I'm forced essentially to come to the same exact place for the same exact time every single day. And mm -hmm. me personally, I don't flow that way. I'm, mm -hmm. Pisces is my sixth house. It's my sun and my Mercury. Sixth house is like your daily routines. Mm -hmm. It's Pisces. There are no like boundaries and, and, you know, I need to, I need the space to flow. Yeah. What do I feel? You know, I'm still very responsible. Yeah. But it needs to happen in this way that isn't like, like a machine. Yeah. I was starting to feel like I was expected to be a machine. And I really feel like that's what a lot of people feel mm. deep down with the that's past paradigm. Yeah. It's the way society is set up, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I really feel like we're moving past that. So anyways, I um, just began freelancing just as a web developer, uh, web designer, et cetera. And it just... I was kind of coupling that with like mindfulness and things like that. Like I, I wasn't quite back into my, like really admitting my spiritual self again. Yeah. There's just this point where it, it became, and I really got thrown into that, like with some really deep kind of how you, you talked about, um, like you did it with partying, which is mm -hmm. like so great. I love that, that duality. Uh, mine was just like through certain life circumstances, very mm. Plutonian circumstances, like mm. getting thrown into, you know, really emotionally traumatic situations where all of a sudden I was completely alone. And then what found me? Astrology, the mm. occult again, because mm. this all came to me when I was a child and when I was a teenager, mm. but I put it aside. I kept like, <laughs> no, you have to be a responsible adult and make money and pay the bills and yeah. <laughs> have a Capricorn moon. So like that kind of, that's my subconscious. So <laughs> that was kind of leading for a long time and I didn't realize it, but yeah, I just finally, um, I would say 2000, 2016 was the big one for me where I went through this very, very intense, deep, like shadow, dark time. Mm. And like I said, that's when, you know, I, I started really, it felt like an initiation, like mm -hmm. talk about initiation. Mm -hmm. That was absolutely what was happening to me. I was starting to mm -hmm. view the world through synchronicity. I was starting to get communicated to mm. and learning about my my own communication style with the divine and how my intuition works. And mind mm -hmm. you, it's a process. I'm still mm -hmm. just now claiming it. Yeah. But when I, when I kind of came out of that darker period, I couldn't not, you know, be that anymore, be my real self and yeah. incorporate these things. So that's when, totally. you know, I, I took up astrology formally again as a study and started kind of working that into my offerings and yeah. in the beginning I was still doing like brand design and astrology and yeah. that together uh -huh. and then I think it was a, a last year actually 
that I got a really clear message that like, no, you just have to break off. Like, don't worry about offering design because that was still like me hiding myself in other people's projects, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. And I, I, even though yeah, I love, yeah, even yeah, though I love I, collaborating on other people's vision and I love yeah. like, doing the coaching and holding space part, there was something like me putting my energy into someone else's presentation that was still blocking me. That was yeah. the messaging. So that's the, the long-winded <laughs> story yeah. of how I'm here now. No, that's um, beautiful. And it's like we get to a certain point and you just, you can't not do, like you can't continue. <laughs> exactly. I, and that is how I was going to kind of come back to it is just say, you know, it doesn't matter what your background is. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in, in the corporate world or not in the corporate world. It doesn't matter what you've been doing. If it hasn't been totally in alignment with yourself, right? We have this massive shift and awakening happening where people are realizing like, oh shit, this isn't serving me and I'm not, and I'm not serving the planet and the universe in a way that I could be by actually stepping into the truth of who I really, who I really am. And you start and, to learn that when, if you continue to do that, it doesn't work. Like it literally, yeah. there will be no clients, there will be no job, et cetera. It, it, yeah. That's how the universe works in order to push you into being who you <laughs> truly are. And when you start to totally. express that, that's when people start to, like you said before, that's when people really start to respond to you because they're needing that or because they're, you know, it resonates with them. And that's really yeah. what I feel like this kind of spiritual, intuitive entre entrepreneurship is about. Yeah. It's not about getting like the biggest audience or getting the biggest numbers. Right. It's really just about finding the people that resonate on your specific frequency and that, get, you know, can use your, your medicine and vice versa. I think it's very yeah. reciprocal as well. There's no extraction totally. no. <laughs> as far as, you know, we're coming from this like extraction economy and it's not that it's really yeah. just sharing in that wavelength and yeah. helping each other grow. Yeah. And I, I love how that is like paving the way for so much um, skill sharing, right? Like I'm working with a few people right now who, you know, there is no money exchange. There is no dollars. It is literally just energy. It is just, you know, my energy for your energy. And let's, let's work together, collaborate with one another, share each other's medicine and gifts, and let's lift, lift each other up in the process. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm the same way. I've like traded so much, um, as far as like services and, and everything. And I feel like that is what is gearing us up. I mean, it's a, it's a big conversation, like the financial evolution, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is. it is something that fascinates me. Um, Same. Yeah. How the, how the economy is changing and how, you know, blockchain technology is going to be changing money. And I really think that that is a, a, a symbol of how energy, it, it, it will be more apparent that it is energy being exchanged I, yeah, at some right. point instead of this sense of this is my self-worth how much dollars I have you know totally. we're already used to it. we're already used to the currency being more digital I just feel like that is really going to I think that the whatever the changes are it's going to open up to this more this web of support yeah you know between everyone that it's exchanged through everyone 
and I think that web of, web web of support is going to actually impact a lot of the structures and paradigms, like right, like money, healthcare, education, marriage. I mean, like a lot of religion. I could just mm. go on and on, right? All of like the existing structures and paradigms, like the way that they exist today, I think are going to be influenced and and rebuilt kind of reconstructed um through this this web of energy and one one thing that i just am feeling called to speak into right now because i love the way this was described was i believe it was russell brand um i love russell brand Mm -hmm. he's like one of my favorites um he was speaking about like you know the 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 goal is not to just destroy everything and to like create massive destruction and burn it all down like the goal is to create something new that is so beautiful that it leaves the other obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really love that because yeah, it's not about like anger, hatred. It's not about like, screw you. I'm burning this down to the ground. I mean, okay. There's yeah. for that energy too. <laughs> um, but, but it goes back to love, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I feel too. I mean, uh, through many different channels or galactic information that's usually the message about like this open source way of being which is Mm -hmm. i believe what you were expressing with that like this decentralized open source way of energy moving about yep but yes and then also not looking at the thing that we don't like and trying to like change it but literally just looking to the new or what is possible yes but then also I feel like a lot of it is like you said not tossing off you know the old frameworks we need some of them like we we do need some of the frameworks even traditions you know things that are definitely a good foundation like we need a foundation it's just that it can evolve yeah from the ground up I feel Exactly. So yeah, very much like not destruction and and tyranny and apocalypse and everything. Yeah, yeah right. Creation, right? Let's yeah, creation. Creation. <laughs> You've talked before when we connected about in that talk about. I mean, speaking speaking of creation. Yeah. The real importance or beauty of bringing masculine and feminine energy together. Mm, yeah. The divine masculine. The, the divine. Feminine. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, the, the masculine and feminine are just two threads of this universal duality story, right? That we need to integrate, bring together these, um, these threads, all of these different threads to come into that total oneness. But the masculine and feminine are just, they're so, they're so up in the collective right now too, that it's, um, I mean, it's really everywhere. And so kind of how I spoke into earlier about how, you know, it can be, it can be supportive to look at these archetypes and these tools to help us come into integration and wholeness. Like what a perfect time for the collective to, to do this work, because I mean, these, these concepts are literally being thrown in our faces, whether it's on the energetic level masculine and feminine even down to like the the gender level right like so much discussion around female male what does that mean you know how do we embody the full spectrum of what's possible and so masculine and feminine are just such 
potent energies right now. And, and we've lived in such a masculine energy dominated society. And I think that that is, that is one thing that people confuse a lot. Um, well, I mean, in some ways, the masculine energy has been linked to men, right? Like the patriarchy. And in some ways, they have fed each other. So you do have the rise of the patriarchy of men as a result of this masculine energy that has really taken root. And it's all about that, like, moving forward, getting done. You have to act. You have to do. You have to be. You have to climb or be more. I guess being would be feminine. But you have to be more by doing. Yeah. Um, it has just totally burnt us out. Yeah. And so, so many of us have just been conditioned into these masculine patterns. So like, not only do you have repressed feminine energy, you also have that toxic masculinity, which has just permeated society at large. And so there's a lot of, um, there's kind of like dual unpacking to do there. There is one looking at and honoring your feminine and bringing her back up to the surface and really claiming those pieces and sinking into softness and being and intuition and flow and finding how much magic and grace is there and how much power is in that feminine energy too, right? Because we've associated power with the masculine mm -hmm. and like there is just as much power in the feminine. And in fact, we need the feminine energy to rise up in a big way to help soften this toxic masculinity and to help create that space for the rise of the divine masculine to come back in. You know, in my own process, and this is why the priestess process was so beautiful for me, is like the priestess process is a very feminine process. And I, having been the doer, the ultimate achiever, the straight A student, the corporate worker, I had just totally lived in this masculine in the shadow masculine um, energy for like almost my entire life. And so for the first time I was given a container to just be in my feminine. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that has, just, yeah, it's been so transformative. So, you know, I think the real, the, tr the, the true power though, right. Is the divine union of those, of those two. Is, well said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think we're finally getting to the point where, we're getting past that point of the the first wave of feminism where yeah. you know it was just denouncing all yeah. <laughs> masculine energy and men and everything it's like no that's right. not the answer you got to have them both again right yep <laughs> have to integrate the two yep so going forward then with everything that's been said so far yeah. what are your i like to ask this question towards yeah. the end what are your visions for a future society say 10, 20, 30 years from now. I'm just laughing because my partner and I were on a hike yesterday and we were like, I have a fucking clue what 30 years is going to look like from now. You know, like oh, every, wow, yeah. every year is so, every year, every month is so different right now. We're like in this exponential, yeah. it seems, wave yeah. of, of transition and, and change. Um, but yeah, what are your visions for a future society? Yeah. Well, so we are absolutely in like an accelerated timeline, right? Like um, things are moving very, very quickly. Actually, I am going to touch on something that you had brought up because I loved the way that you were talking about it was this like open source energy exchange. 
And I love the way you've described that because one piece that I really see for the future is I do, I do really see us going, you know, reconnecting with Gaia in a big way and honoring our connection to nature and even going back to some modern form of tribalism. But there no doubt is going to be technology layered on top of that. I mean, technology is not going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so I love this like idea of this open source energy exchange that permeates all that all structures and, you know, across society on a planetary and galactic level that somehow, you know, I, I think technology is going to fuel that in some way. And to also touch on the masculine and feminine, like the building of it, the structure of it is going to be masculine, but that flow of energy across it is going to be feminine. And mm, so, that. yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is, or what it looks like, but I'm, I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really do see humans, I really do believe that we are in this period of conscious ascension and that we are entering, you know, a new octave in individual, collective, and planetary consciousness. With that, I mean, I, I do, though, also believe that we're not going to transcend everything that's difficult or hard, right? Yeah. I mean, there will always be some form of human suffering because I think that is part of the human experience. And I, I don't think in 30 years, you know, probably not even a hundred years, maybe not even a thousand years. Like I don't, I don't know if we're going to transcend the human experience of suffering. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I don't think that's, um, I agree with you because I don't think that's what it's about. Yeah. Right. Like, I think when you first come into that concept of multidimensionality and kind of ascending beyond just the the Maya of the 3D, yeah, there's that tendency maybe to think, oh, I can get out of my I can get out of my suffering and the bad yeah. stuff. That's it's heaven, right? Right. I really feel like because if you think about dimensionality, it's not that we like you said, it's not a, a hierarchy. It's not mm-hmm. like higher lower. It's access to more information. Yeah. And I feel like technology is the representation of that. Yes. Even, yep. a, bri- even a bridge, like there's something right. in there that I can't put into words, but yeah. I feel like the more our consciousness evolves yeah. or ascends, the more that technology reflects that and then helps us to connect and Absolutely. utilize that information. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And like at some point, like technology, as we think about it, right? Like we physically create these computers and technology, like at some point that is not necessary or it's it's obsolete right because that flow of information is just there i mean that is just a a universal like that is the universal flow of energy but i totally hear you i mean we already see that way you know have you seen those pictures where it shows like the like the the structure of the internet and then it shows like a map of like stars or the galaxy or like you know it's like the same and like and then same with like the neurons in the brain and like how those fire i mean it's all replicating the same pattern so I love I love that I love that you said that because you're right like technology will continue to evolve to get us maybe maybe create some bridges or facilitate like tapping into this greater flow of information Mm -hmm. um and maybe 
Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because even with ele like electricity, we don't really understand it, but we're yeah. harnessing it, right? <laughs> yeah, like we right. found a way to harness it. We found a way to harness this technology with computers and with our devices and everything. Yeah. And it's, I mean, people are really afraid. I used to be really afraid of the singularity mm. where we merge with with technology or, you know, merge, come together with a machine. But yeah. now I'm starting to feel like that is what our evolution is. That's a really big conversation. Mm. But I, like you were just saying, those, those bridges coming together and like helping us communicate. I mean, what if that's where we're going? <laughs> you know, I don't think it's something that should necessarily be yeah. resisted, but that's, like yeah. I said, a big conversation around it's, technology it's, and the organic human, but we should have that tech. We should have that conversation at some point. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That would be fun. <laughs> but, but I mean, look at the beauty of technology now. I mean, it's even allowing us to have this conversation, right? And for like people I, to hear this. Yeah. yeah I, I love it. And I really do. Gosh, yeah. I have such a like love-hate relationship with technology and, and social media in general. But to be honest, I am just like blown away by the connections I've been able to start building and to truly use it as a platform to speak my truth and to be my most authentic self. And like the response to it has just been overwhelmingly beautiful. And you know, that, that love, like it is just a total expression of, of love and learning from one another, growing from one another, sharing in each other's experiences. And I mean, and I've like, this is like a new venture for me. I mean, I'm not even that far down the path. I'm just dipping my toe in and I'm just blown away. Yeah, me as well. It's like, we're just connecting each other, connecting with each other to create this global community. And like, it, it just, it, it's helped us come online in order to be able to do that. I really see this, I mean, I'm such a futurist, but I really see this time as that initial period where we were getting used to the technology like this is when yeah. the same as when they were getting used to electricity being a thing or which wasn't that long ago if you yeah. think about you know evolution yeah. so right. yeah it's really I agree with you it's a really beautiful way to connect and share love in ways that we did not have the opportunity to before yeah. But we need the people who are doing it for good, right? Like yeah. who are steering it in the right way. Cause you're right. Like we are all things considered, we are still in those early phases. Like we're in the formative years of the way that technology is facilitating global communication. And we need the people who are going to drive it in that positive direction because it could become destructive quickly I think if not used in in a way not used in integrity in a benevolent way for yeah. sure for sure well and that is part of our work I feel yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. raise the consciousness totally oh well, this has been a fantastic conversation yeah. it's so easy I knew you yeah. would just be like so easy and and delightful <laughs> yeah this has been beautiful well my dear uh where can people find you if they want to follow and connect with you online yeah. So right now, I mean, my main focus, as I kind of just spoke into, um, is, is Instagram. I mean, that's where I'm just starting to plant my seeds and build a beautiful community. It's where you found me. Mm -hmm. um, so you can find me on Instagram at i.mam.starfire, S-T-A-R-F-I-R-E. Yeah, that's the main place that I would love people to connect with me. My 
my website is almost finished. I, maybe it'll be finished by the time you publish this podcast. Um, it is Starfire Rising. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. No, sorry. <laughs> StarfireRising.com. I was like, there's more to that. No, StarfireRising.com. So those are uh, two places where you can connect with me. Fantastic. And I really feel that you need to start your own podcast because you're <laughs> a natural at it and I could listen to you talk about things all day. <laughs> so thanks. It's uh it's been on the radar. So this has been a great um this conversation has really validated that for me. So thank you for that reflection. Thank you. <laughs> Whew, I hope you found this conversation with Chelsea expansive and enlightening. Be sure to visit the links in the show notes and give her a follow. And remember, if you loved this conversation and want to be notified when new transmissions are released, subscribe to the Liberate Yourself podcast in your favorite app. Until next time, take care out there.